Welcome to Booking the Territory Season 2, the lost episode, where we're not looking at the first and lasts, but we started a project and never really finished it, but we thought we'd throw out the bits that remain just for your listening pleasure. Welcome to World Championship Wrestling! I'm Dan. I'm Rob, uh, and, and we fucked this one, didn't we, mate? We, we had big, big plans. Oh, well and truly, we had uh, we had a plan to do uh, New Blood Rising and bring in our original eleven guests from season one and do a match each. And uh, we got three matches in. Kind of forgot about it, but also kind of realised it was going to end up being about an eleven-hour podcast. Yeah, so so here we are. We've got a, a standalone episode of a match, and we're going to do a mini series of all three of them. But sorry, <laughs> it, w- yeah. it would have been good. People told us we were insane; we'd never do it, and we didn't. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, it, feel a bit called out, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's definition of character, isn't it? That's what... <laughs> <laughs> but we tried our best, and this is what we've got. So first up, we've got uh, Three Count versus the Young Dragons with uh, with us two and uh, and Sad Power of SJP World Media and Tank Abbott with his nipples cutting open a T-shirt that hard. Yeah, yeah, it was very cold that day. It was, but I mean, I mean, they, they've kind of built to this. They've been a, a big rivalry. Obviously, Tank's uh, a, a massive Three Count fan. The young dragons have been causing problems, uh, attacking the cat, attacking three count. Yeah, and, and this was this was in the pre-unbooking the tankatory days, so we didn't have the context. And then, if anything, I'm I'm kind of glad this didn't get released first up because I get to now say that whatever tank disparagement I may have had at some uh, points in this, uh, I didn't mean it. I fucking love tank Abbott. <laughs> Sorry, Tank, for, for any, any any Tank libel. <laughs> because I can't remember what I said, I don't know about you. Well, there's one way to find out, and that's with this clip that was initially planned for this massive project, which you can listen to now. So the uh, first match on the card, it's a gold record ladder match. Um, yeah. Second gold record ladder match we've reviewed in shows. And I think only we could end up saying that to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we, we covered the 1987 classic Kendo Nagasaki versus Clive Myers. That was definitely an experience where it looked like they were being abducted by disco aliens partway through. Yeah, but at least Clive Myers bought his uh, cruiserweight champion of Jamaica belt that he bought off eBay, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't. And the first match on the card brings our first guest. It's the man of, uh, not a, not a 1,004 podcasts like uh, Matt Willis, but he's certainly getting up into the 900s at the minute. Uh, star of star and host of Chain Wrestling, Nitro Nights, The Waiting Room, and a little project called The Doctor Who Pod uh, that I may also appear on from time to time. We've got Cy back. Cy, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm doing good, fellas. I'm doing good. How are you, all right? Yeah, yeah. doing good. We're, talking, we're chatting wrestling and I've got a beer. I'm, I'm in my happy place. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I don't know about 900 odd podcasts. I've got, I got, I got a few though. Starting to get busier and busier, but keeps me out of trouble, I suppose. In theory, anyway. Well, we're talking about wrestling, so the numbers have to be exaggerated. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, 
I saw today about saying that Adam Cole's height that they announced him at is six foot. And then there's like, um, you know, because he had the match with Pat McAfee, his legit height is six foot one, and he's okay. a good six inches taller than Adam Cole. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And you know that Pat McAfee's height has to be legit because he played a legit sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And now he's wrestling Austin Theory at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? But not as interesting as a gold record ladder match. Oh, well, right, right. Of course not. Of course <laughs> but, uh, not. First things first, mate. Are you, uh, are you having a beer? Sorry, Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, no, I just got a lager on the go, yeah. So I'm, no, going, I'm going to end up having a bit of a session this evening, so I've got a bit of editing to do. I've got a few things to listen to. So I have a few drinks when I'm doing that. Probably end up in a bit of a state. You know, it's Saturday night after all, isn't it? So I can, I can drink quite a bit of this and be okay the following day. I can't drink the, the ales that you boys do and wake up the next day and feel all right, to be fair. so <laughs> I, can't, I can't drink the ales that I do and wake up feeling fine the next day. I just I just deal with a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> fine. <laughs> you pretty, yeah, Rob the bastard's never had a hangover. Um, wow. <laughs> what are you on, Rob? Uh, at the moment, I am drinking uh, a Hook Norton Brewery off the hook which is a 4.3% IPA. And interestingly enough, you know on the back where it's got the number of uh, alcoholic units, that kind of thing? Mm. It, so it's uh, 2.2 for the bottle, but it says that it's 0.01 for a 25 milliliter shot. So I don't know if that's how they're wanting us to drink beer going forward. In the shots. <laughs> I mean, some of the Tartarus ones we've had could could be drank in shots, given that yeah. they're around about seven, you know, 15 to 17%. But. Yeah, but I thought I'd start off uh, relatively uh, low the, uh, this evening. And then um, I've nearly finished that while we've been uh, talking. Uh, and then I've got a Summer Lightning, which is hot back, from Hotback Brewery, which is a golden ale. And uh, that's 5%, but that doesn't recommend that it's drunk in shots. So... I don't know. Maybe I'll get a shot glass out and be a rebel. Yeah, mix them. <laughs> yeah, why not? Do it. Um, I've gone back to uh, New Bristol Brewery because I've not had uh, one of their beers for a while. I've got their Ferrero Rocher Stout. So chocolate, caramel and hazelnutty, as you'd expect. 7%, so middle of the road for me, I suppose. Yeah, it's a New Bristol Brewery Stout, so you know it's good. Yeah, yeah, it is good. Yeah, I think about that. I'll tell you what, that sounds that sounds interesting. I mean, I, I love Ferrero Rocher, look, so that sounds something that I, I'd potentially really interested in trying. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. I don't know if you can see the can out there. Yeah, just about, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Because it's nice to look at a pretty picture while you get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, now that we've got the booze out of the way, I suppose we should get into the match. We've got Tank Abbott favourite of the show to the point we started another show about him uh, out dancing with three count and uh, they get a decent pop on the way out I was really happy to see it did you see Tank Abbott's attire yes I, I, didn't, notice, I didn't notice it until later on he's uh, he's pulling the uh, the Drax the Destroyer in uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy thing I think he's got sensitive nipples because they are well, his, his nipples are cut out of his shirt and they're, uh, they're free and breezy yeah, there's yeah. a line on commentary, isn't there, that they hope Major is it Major Guns is going to wear that same shirt later on? It's muddy if she wears it in the mud pit <laughs> match that's got coming up. <laughs> I was going to say, was that Mark Madden by any chance? Yeah, I think <laughs> it might well have been. <laughs> I thought Tank Abbott was the absolute star of this. Mark Madden's, Madden's been retweeting our tank facts. We're going to have to rein in the abuse on him. <laughs> Amazing. Get him on the show. I don't think I've ever abused him on uh, on unbooking the tanker, sorry. 
<laughs> That's a completely different show. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like to think this version of Tank Abbott laid the framework for uh, Boombox Brock Lesnar. Okay, and for the yeah. stuff he's doing now, where he's just a hard bastard who's having fun. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, Tank Abbott for me is, is he's the star of this. He's so entertaining, just dancing on the side and waving the record around, having a little bit of a boogie, big gappy smile he's sporting. Oh, it's great. It is. It is. But the, um, they get into the rules of the match as uh, the Young Dragons come out. And it's all a bit convoluted because there's not mm. only a gold record above the ring, there's also a recording contract. Yeah. So they're trying to get possession of both the gold record and the contract. But if Young Dragons get the contract, Three Count can't record any more music. Because that's how the music industry works. And that's how contracts work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, th- this is an industry where we've had the paternity of a child uh, uh, on a on a ladder match. So I, I, <laughs> this, is, this is quite reasonable as far as the legality yeah. of wrestling go. It's the least of Weird as well, isn't it? Because they're both hanging from, from effectively two different locations, aren't they? So you can't grab one and the other at the same time. Like how you, you, know, you see some title matches with two belts hanging from the same hook, so to speak, like, like WrestleMania 10 as an example, I guess, mm. and you're gathering both belts at the same time. You're not getting both prizes at the same time. They are literally split apart, aren't they? Yeah, but um, just you're saying there about the WrestleMania 10, um, just this week on uh, Rampage, Christian uh, cut a promo saying that he's the person that made the ladder match famous. Uh, is that when he was working as Razor Ramon? What a prat. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just blatantly not true. No, <laughs> It was quite obviously Kendo Nagasaki. Mm. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if, you, if there isn't a gold record <laughs> above the ladder, then it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you, going back to what you said, Sir, Tank was, was really the star of this, particularly early on. Because no matter what was happening in the ring, Tank was just cheerleading from the apron. Yeah. And Tank's trying to, you know, trying to get the three count. He's, tra- he's chanting for three count. The fans are chanting three count sucks. And he even just no-sells... Um, Shannon Moore whipping uh, Jimmy Yang into the corner where Tank stood. Like normally they'd like fall off the apron or or stagger or something like that, and he's just there still partying on his own. Oh, we missed that at the beginning. He had a bit of a sing song as well, didn't he? Well, well, even before the sing song, I don't know if you noticed, he copied Tony Schiavone's little speech that he did before Kiss have debuted on Nitro, word for word. Oh, he did, yeah. Okay. So it, it was like, do you guys want the best? Do you guys want the best? I'll give you the best. The best band in rock and roll history. And instead of saying kiss, he said freak out. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but it was even the way that, because Tony Giovanni had sort of stumbled and repeated his first sentence, and Tank Abbott did that as well. So he must have like oh, watched right. it over and over. I didn't pick up on that at all, no. Well, nor did I. And we covered that, so... Oh. <laughs> Good, that is good stuff, though. I like that. Really? But it's, it's. I mean, we'll probably cover this in in unbooking the Tankatory as well. It's nice to see Tank with sort of this side of him. You know, we've we've had the ass kicker, and now we've got the fun loving thing. It is. I, I really hope it is what laid the framework for Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Imagine just Brock sat there, can't you, on the farm with Sable kids running around, just before he goes out to sort of do a bit of a farm work a bit of yard work or whatever he's flicking through the network and he comes across this randomly and goes that that's money that's what i'm doing rings yeah. vince up have you seen this <laughs> you know <laughs> options it could go back to ufc and have a legit fight against tank abbott or dance around on raw yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think i'll dance around on raw 
Yeah. <laughs> it chose the more fun, less humiliating option. <laughs> good times, good times. Yeah. <laughs> this was a bloody fun ladder match, I thought. There yeah. Was, there was just, it was a it was a clusterfuck in the best way possible. There was so much going on and so many great spots. I've, I've got almost too many just highlighted in my notes. There was a Shannon Moore hitting a reverse DDT off the ladder on Jimmy. The Jimmy then tries to go up the ladder and is immediately cut off by Shane Helms, who hits a running neck breaker off the ladder. Yeah. It's insane. My favourite bit of this match, and uh, it's happened a few times in Evan Courageous matches, where you get trolls in the crowd wearing Kent Brockman shirts. So Kent Brockman was Medusa's husband, and they had an angle where Evan Courageous was hitting on Medusa and she was wearing a husband's shirt. And there's been a couple of matches that we've seen for Evan Courageous where people in the, the crowd have purposely worn his shirt. I, I, I know that I know that that's his name, but I was saying, going Kent Brockman, the the news the newscaster from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, that's what I saw. My mind first went there as well. Yeah, did you notice as well at the start of the match they were tagging in the night, or they looked like they were going to start tagging in the night. That 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 like immediately got up my nose, and I was about to whinge about it. <laughs> yeah, and then they literally all just ran off. Everyone just scarpered down the aisle after that. There's been matches within the last month in both WWE and AEW where they have some kind of, you know, tornado or no rules tag match and they start out tagging, yeah, you know, so they do weird. it to this day. And, it, you know, it's since this weird thing in wrestling where, you know, we'll have this code of honour, no pun intended, where we're going to have a proper match even though there's no rules. And then it descends, you know, it's what, why doesn't it descend straight away, you know? Mm. Yeah, and Shannon Moore also attempts to um, a pinfall doesn't he? He attempts to cover someone in the match as well, so he doesn't quite grasp what's going on at that point either. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like Randy Savage in the Royal Rumble with Young yeah. Girls, isn't it? Yeah, 93, yeah. <laughs> I mean, less so in the Royal Rumble, but in a match like this, where these two teams are faced off so often, or what feels like so often, because I'm sure I've seen it on multiple Thunders and Nitros when I've been yeah. sort, of, sort of scrolling through, at least it can be explained away on commentary as just a lapse in judgment, you know, like muscle memory or yeah, yeah. or something like that. Force of but, habit sort of thing. Yeah. I, I sort of hold more truck with it in, in, in this kind of scenario. But obviously not when Randy's going for a... When Randy Savage is going for a pinfall in a Royal Rumble. Yeah, no, that's daft. Isn't it? That's absolutely, and then basically throws himself over the top rope. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Good old Randy. We saw Tank Abbott coming. Yeah, <laughs> he was number 31 in that rumble, <laughs> dancing down his nipples. Like, <laughs> Savage was like, I don't want none of that. <laughs> um, one other thing I loved on this, uh, at least in the early going of this match, was Mark Madden kept cheering three count whenever Tank was walking by the commentary desk. Yeah, yeah, and then would change his tune as soon as he thought Tank was out of earshot. Uh, like I've had my problems with Mark Madden, as, as is well documented, but I thought that was really a really good touch. Yeah, it's good. Little subtleties like that, I think, are quite funny, and they when people pick up on them, and yeah, you know, especially if they're carried on as well, not just done once or twice. If they're carried on and become a thing throughout the match or for a few minutes at least, you know, yeah. I, I think stuff like that is quite clever. Well, we, we saw on uh, season one of them booking the territory where Tank Abbott beats up Mark Madden, so he's probably a bit wary of him at this yeah. stage. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's there thinking I'm lucky to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the spots that you get as well, like there's that there's sort of a, a slingshot effort with the ladder, it's sort of draped over the ropes, and one end of the ladder gets hit, so it flows into the face, almost like how Joey Mercury had his face mashed in WWE. Yes. That, that happened. Was, um, in this, that looked really good. 
Shane Helms had uh, Jamie San held as if it was like for a Russian leg sweep, mm. but with his face above the ladder. And I think it was Shannon Moe vaults over the top, doesn't he? Gets to the other end of the ladder and whacks. Yeah, springs it out. Like, yeah, that was great. Yeah. And even something as simple that. as like, like a double leg drop onto the ladder. That is across one of their chests. And two guys from three can't hit a leg drop on either end, effectively crushing them. Mm. Even um, some, I suppose in ladder matches now that's relatively straightforward in, in some of the craziness you see or the flips and the high flying and the bumps and so on something like that is I suppose relatively straightforward I guess by comparison but I don't know why that just really stood out to me as well I thought that was great Well, he got a big pop from the crowd and Mark Madden says did you notice when the crowd cheered um, Tank Abbott seemed to think the cheers were for him and then Tank walks <laughs> over to the commentary desk and he goes, and they were, Tank, they were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sort of nervousness in his voice as well. It's, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So just going back for it to the um, the bit you said about getting the uh, the ladder in the face, mm-hmm. there was, um, I, I don't know who it was, but somebody called it a, sig- a sadistic game of teeter-totter. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Madden as well. He was on he was, fire, wasn't he? He was, he was having his best night, I think. <laughs> there was... Another bit as well that was just madness. There was ladders up in opposite corners. Yang, uh, Jimmy Yang took out Evan Courageous on the outside. Uh, Kaz Hayashi took out Shane Helms. Then Kaz Hayashi and Jimmy Yang went up the ladders. Jimmy, uh, sorry, Jamie hit a Frankensteiner on Shannon Moe to put him in the middle of the ring and they hit the double splash. Right, yeah. And I was just, it was one of those where just like, what? It just leaves yeah. you doing that, saying, what have I just watched? It was awesome, but what the hell just happened? It was just, like, so chaotic. There was just so much going on, and obviously stuff that didn't quite go to plan. There was a few moments where people were sort of milling around waiting, and again, like we said, that like the, the the tagging in and out at the beginning, the, the attempted cover by Shannon Moore, and so on. Mm. But it was it was chaotic and mad in a good way. Yeah, I mean, I came away from this match really enjoying it. To be honest, I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I'd call it the the good kind of silly. Yeah, exactly. Just absolute nonsense, but entertaining enough to keep you sort of watching. And I'd watch it again. You know, it's, I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. this seems to be one of the things. You know, the Tank Abbott's time with Free Count gets a lot of derision in the IWC, but it felt like must watch TV to me. You know, it's one of the most entertaining things that was happening at the time. Mm. You know, we've reviewed some of the roles that were going head-to-head with this era, and they were pretty dull, you know. But uh, there's Tank Abbott mm. dancing away. Yeah. I mean, it was glad- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, I, I did have one, as far as Tank's concerned, I did have one issue, and that was that uh, Jimmy Yang and Kaz Hayashi, they take out uh, Shane Helms then and Courageous with a ladder, and then they knock Tank Abbott out of the ring. And I think it's just completely unrealistic that Tank could be taken out that easy. Yeah, any other day he would have quite literally eaten the ladder. Tony Schiavone also at some stage makes a comment about um, uh, how this is working out logically, and it's like, how can you apply logic to this scenario in any way, shape, or form? You know, it just—I don't know why that stood out to me, but that was one of the most the sillier things said. You know, logic in a ladder match over a, a record deal and a gold disc—it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's that, I and mean, then. They even throw all logic out the window anyway because Jimmy San grabs the gold record for you know for the first thing to be to be claimed. Yeah. And then by the end of it, Tank just decides to pick up the record. Three count have got the contract. 
and he just walks off because he's Tank Abbott and nobody's going to argue with him. Don't no, I was going to say, that, are you, you going to take it off him? <laughs> oh, no, that, that, that part of it is realistic. Mm. Well, it, it's, just when uh, Jamie Sam gets the record, and sort of freak out, drop kick the ladder, and Tank Abbott catches the record as it falls. And Matt Madden actually says at the time that Tank Abbott believes that possession's nine tenths of the law, and I agree with him. <laughs> Fair enough, I forgot about it. And I didn't know it down either. <laughs> <laughs> it was still fun, though. And uh, I think it was the, uh, the right decision with just seeing Tank dance off into the sunset on his own because he just fucks off and leaves three count in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> as he's dancing off Tony Schiavone says I think you have to admit Tank Abbott's had a good time this evening <laughs> <laughs> I mean he has he looks like he's really had a, he really enjoyed himself everyone else has been throwing themselves around taking crazy bumps going into ladders and all sorts of nonsense he's had a bit of a sing song a bit of a boogie got some fresh air on his nips picked up a gold record and gone home <laughs> to me that's a great evening he's ready, he's ready to go cut diamonds yeah <laughs> Even when Tank Abbott was in the ass-kicker stage of his uh, WCW gimmick, uh, he was famous for going home as soon as possible, so it was really <laughs> fixed in. He'd be on his way home while the referee was still counting his opponent out. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I just, for, for the way this match was on the card as well, if you're going to open a show with a ladder match, you want it to be something like this that'll get the crowd up, yeah. get them hyped, yeah. just watching some crazy shit and just in complete awe and, and psyched up. So this match really, really did its job on all uh, levels. And we'll cover it in the later matches, but this crowd tonight were up for a good time. There's a mm. fair bit of craziness on this card, but this this crowd were there to be entertained and, and fully immersed in it. They weren't sort of, you know, a smarky crowd that had their impress me faces on. They were they were ready to be entertained and and were. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I was entertained by was it 15, 16 minutes or whatever it was. You know, I'm not, I'm sure, I'm not, I, sure, I'm not sure it was even that. To be fair, it made me but, laugh. It made it, you know, I, I liked some of the spots they pulled off. It, all in all, yeah, I, I I quite enjoyed it. I liked oddly as well. I don't know why this stood out to me, but the new Blood Rising logo and World Championship Wrestling written above it in the way it was. I thought that looked cool as well. Yeah, yeah. I liked that. Yeah. Well, you you would Rob. This is your favourite pay per view of all time. Well, that doesn't mean I have to like the logo of it. <laughs> Just means you're more prone to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. No, it was good though. There's a million and one spots we could talk about, but it was just really good flippy shit off ladders, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah pretty much. So, Sai, you're our first guest for the first match. Uh, what would you give uh, this match out of 10? Um, oh, I'll tell you what. I, I pro- probably think you're looking at a six and a half, seven. Because yeah. I, I enjoyed it, yeah. Tank Abbott made me laugh all the way through it. He was he was brilliantly entertaining. The commentary was good as well because it's of the interactions with Tank Abbott. That, that was entertaining as well, made me laugh. The match itself, as silly as the stipulation was, there was enough there going on that I enjoyed. You know? It, yeah, it, it, it was good. I'd, I'd happily go back and watch it again. Or I'd happily say, tell somebody else to go and check this out. It's worth, it's worth a quarter of an hour of your life. So, yeah, I reckon six and a half, seven. Yeah, good show. Can't fault that. Uh, Rob, what would you give it? Well, my review of this is four words. Fucking loved this match. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I think I'd probably be realistic and maybe rein it into an A. You know, I mean, obviously, it's not the greatest technical classic of all time, but it it is so much fun. 
yeah. you can have matches that are technically competent but aren't much fun. Mm. And this was so it's a win for me, you know. Yeah, fair enough. I'm I'm kind of split right down the middle of you two. My, uh, my ratings are seven point five. Um, I can't. I wouldn't go so far as to give it an eight. Please don't kill me, Tank Abbott. If you hear that, I've given it anything less than a ten, and you were involved. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, like I said, it was a it was a great opener. Did what it needed to do. Great spectacle. Tank Abbott's entertaining as hell on the outside. Just added to the match. So yeah, seven point five for me. Fair enough. Cool. Good stuff. So, uh, thanks for coming on, Si, and being part of the uh, part of the anniversary show. That will no, thanks for thanks for inviting me on, fellas. I've had a great time watching that and a great time talking about it. Oh, good stuff. We'll. Uh, are you going to watch the rest of the show? Or? I imagine I will do. I've seen it before, but quite a way back. So it's one of those where you know when you've watched so much wrestling in your life, you kind of forget about stuff, so you almost get to enjoy it again, sort of thing. I think this yeah. this drops into that kind of kind of situation for me. So. Uh, and you'll get there in about five years on Nitro Nights. Yeah, exactly. Looking forward to that, yeah. <laughs> Poor Danny, eh? Poor Danny. Oh, having, to go, uh, having to watch some of the stuff that I'm making him watch. Poor lad. I can't wait for him to see this. <laughs> but, <laughs> but thanks again for coming on, sir. Just all that's left to do, just uh, let people know where they can find you. Yeah, sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at SJP Words, and there's a group on Facebook as well, SJP, all the shows and info. And both of those just literally have links to all the stuff I'm involved in and the articles I, I work on or uh, podcasts I, I, I do. I've got, like, like you said earlier, the Waiting Room of Quantum Leap podcast I do with our good friend Benny Mack. Uh, the Doctor Who pod I do with you, Dan. Chain Wrestling, which is live on a Monday night via Radio Techers, but there's a podcast version that comes out later in the week as well. And random episodes of the SJP pod pop out every now and again, depending on if I've got something to talk about on there. So, but yeah, at SJP Words on Twitter is the best place to find me. And coming soon with a Babylon 5 podcast. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, if I can fit it in. No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. <laughs> the wife goes spare. <laughs> and we don't want to, want to upset Sharon. No, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> well, one last time. Thanks again, mate. And we'll, uh, we'll, well, I'll see you soon on the, yeah, uh, on the Doctor Who pod. Cheers, so easy, well, well done on a year of excellent shows, by the way. I've really enjoyed the UTT podcast. It's been awesome. Keep up the good work, fellas. Thank That's you. Okay, mate. Thank you. So there you have it. Yeah. Good gold ladder match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tank Abbott runs off with the gold record, so everyone's happy. As he should, he saw something gold, he saw something shiny, thought, that should be on the pile of treasure in my house. And nobody ever tried to stop him at the pay window. Well, I mean, people talk about dragons sleeping on, you know, a pile of their loot that they've stolen over the years. Do you think Tank Abbott's like that? <laughs> he stuffs his mattress with $100 bills. Yeah. Yeah, sounds absolutely believable. So where yeah. can people find you, Dan? You can find me on Twitter at DanGriffin21, usually tweeting about wrestling that's a minimum six weeks out of date, movies that are 25 years out of date. Uh, you can hear me on, uh, more of me, I should say, on the Doctor Who pod with Cy Powell, who you just heard there, where we look at an episode or series of Doctor per series and just enjoy talking about time travelling alien in a blue box. Excellent. It's a really good series. People really need to get on involved with that because uh, it's really enjoyable uh, you've had some you've had at least one dodgy guest but most of them have been good yeah there was that there was that one episode where me and the guest just took it over and made it into a two and a half hour epic 
<laughs> Sounded like an episode of fucking the territory, really, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Who, who could have possibly foreseen that happening? Uh, you can find me at UTT Rob. It's really more about the mutuals than it about the followers. I'm absolutely more than happy to follow back on the same channel that you're listening to this. You can hear the One Man's Meat podcast with Danny and Scott Juggalo and the real Chris Bellis. They're covering forgotten storylines, wrestlers that might not get that much love, that kind of thing. I'm surprised they haven't covered our mini series of this fucked up New Blood Rising <laughs> thing because it's a forgotten uh, episode. Um, but they're really worth checking out and they're. Um, spin-off series Cold Cuts where they're going through every episode of Wrestle Society Extra Wrestle Society Extra brilliant stuff We're really well researched well, as well they are fantastic and, and their side project Disgusting Offer as well about horror movies is fantastic uh, but funny you should mention about the uh, the one man's meat guys Chris Bellis was supposed to be involved in this project covering Dark Carnival versus Chronic with us so sorry Chris we have to keep our juggalo experience to a minimum because <laughs> We're not, we're not down to clown. I'm not cool enough, I'm sorry. <laughs> but aside from that, we've had a couple of other side projects. So we've got, uh, as you mentioned before, on Booking the Tankatory at UTT Tank, where we're following the ups and downs of the in-ring career of legitimately the hardest man that ever lived, one David Tank Abbott. And if you follow the Twitter for that, you can get some hashtag tank facts. Such as, King Arthur was only able to pull the sword out of the stone after Tank Abbott loosened it for him. 100% true. Yeah. The greatest feud that in WCW history was Tank Abbott versus the WCW payroll department. Because they just couldn't pay him enough. And when Tank Abbott went swimming in piranha-infested waters, the piranhas decided to go vegan. Yeah, that's true. Seen it happen. It was insane. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll be back probably next week with uh, some more of the lost episode. You don't want one of the other two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah. With the, with the other three, 11. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, we fucked it. Yeah, we did. But we're, we're making um, salad out of uh, chicken shit, aren't we? Thank you for listening. Looking to try to get the recording contract. He is about two runs away. There you see it. There you see the hand. He's still not there. He's very close. And he got it. Yeah! Yeah! Three count wins it. This is like when Elvis was on Ed Sullivan. This is a big moment in music. Three count will go on with their gold record. And they will go on to record more music. Oh, Tank's got the record contract and the gold record. Who cut out the dots on that shirt? Maybe Major Guns will wear it later. And he's walking out. He's not even looking at three count. He's got the gold record. He's got the recording contract. Three count celebrating the ring, but look at it. Where's he going? That was one tremendous matchup. These six men tore down the house in Vancouver. Wait a minute. Where is Tank Abbott going with the record contract? We're going backstage.